0: Hey, y'all, welcome back to another episode of Building Better Brands with Amy Angel. That's me. On this podcast, I love talking with the founders of Unique Brands to hear their stories, how they've evolved, and their plans for their future. I work with them in my classes at the Ross Business School, and I even offer coaching and consulting services on the side. So you could definitely say it's a passion of mine. So what do we have in store for today? Let me tell you, it's all Cosmetics. So grab a cup of Joe and stay with us. Good morning everyone and welcome back. I have a new guest today, someone who my students and I worked with formally in my consumer behavior class, and who we're working with in a different class this semester, who's a chemist, an MSU grad, we'll say Go Blue and Go Green, and who's the founder of a cosmetics brand called For Her Cosmetics. And the founder of a nonprofit where she's teaching and empowering girls in STEM. And that brand is called MySpace Laboratories. Hey, Alyssa. Thanks for joining me. Uh, or should I say, hey for her, babe?
1: <laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> How are you? Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. And I'm great. Thanks for asking.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. Well, TGIF, right? <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> So why don't we kick it off with you telling our listeners a little bit about you, uh, your story, your brands.
1: Yes, so my name is Alyssa, and I am your fave beauty chemist. Um, I am the founder of For Her Cosmetics and MySpace Laboratories, and I started these brands, one, to bring a more inclusive in transparent beauty brand to women of color and women of all shades and backgrounds, while also educating the next generation of scientists um, on chemistry and cosmetics.
0: And this began when, Alyssa?
1: Um, so I actually started formulating different products when I was eight years old and my mom's, like literally her makeup collection and her perfumes. Um, but that actual passion and that interest grew as I got older and went into um, my studies in college. So I actually ended up majoring in chemistry at Michigan State University and earning my bachelor's of science in chemistry there. And essentially upon graduation, I worked for um, several companies, um, pharmaceutical all the way to literally automotive. And I was just like, this isn't it. I want to do what I love. And that was cosmetic chemistry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I've told you, but I have a background in pharmaceuticals too. So we've got a little like-mindedness here. (laughs) So, all right. So you learned quickly that you needed to follow your passion and that's what you've been doing. And through our um, collaborations, which we'll get to in a minute, I've been following all the great things that you've been doing, uh, especially on social media. So, uh, so it's no doubt a hard job to be an entrepreneur. So take us through a little bit, because my hope is with this podcast, building better brands, that our um, other entrepreneurs, our small businesses um will will be um empowered to stick with it because it's tough but um we we want to learn uh that it's doable right and so take us through like what are the things that you love about being a business owner um
1: i really love the freedom and when i say freedom i don't necessarily mean oh I never have to work or because I feel like that's the stereotype. People think that entrepreneurs just have all of this free time, <laughs> but in reality, it's quite the opposite.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's with you everywhere and all throughout your house, when you go to bed, when you wake up. Yeah.
1: Yes, literally, I've, I've been on vacation for the last four days and I have not stepped away from my phone or my computer. So um, it definitely, I, like I said, though, I really um, enjoy the freedom and being able to set my own schedule. And being able to walk away from the office and things are still um, being completed because there have been processes that have been set in place. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, too, I just love the the idea that I really get to, like, impact my community. So outside of just, like, my immediate family, like my mother and my siblings, um, the fact that I get to work with kids from all different backgrounds and just see how excited they are. When they get into science, it's like something I really love because I'm not really afforded that opportunity, or I wasn't afforded that opportunity Mm -hmm. when I worked in corporate. So now that I kind of get to set the pace, is something that I really love. That would I do? Well,
0: well, let's talk about that then, because you're you're setting that that um, you're giving that opportunity to girls right now with MySpace Laboratories, right? Yes. Yes. So Um, tell us about that.
1: um, So MySpace Laboratories actually started as a part of For Her Cosmetics. So um, when I first started my business, it was how I raised money, capital for my business, because I didn't do like a seed round or a fundraising round for my business. Um, outside of just my own personal savings and just working daily from my paycheck to pay for my business, I started offering classes to nonprofits um, with in hopes of them actually funding the program and me being able to reroute the money back into my business and buy raw materials and buy supplies But um, being able to do the program was just like, it still had its plus side. Like I was able, like I said, just to work with kids and see them get excited about creating their lipstick when it comes out of the mold and realizing Mm -hmm. that, hey, I made this. And it's kind of like the same reaction I had when I first started in my mother's kitchen back in 2017. So,
0: yeah. So, uh, yeah, so you're giving them, you're empowering Mm -hmm. them to not only... um, learn chemistry mm-hmm. and you're also empowering them to love themselves uh love the skin that they're in yes <laughs> and uh and and this combination of beauty and science mm-hmm. and uh, which is pretty cool so what age girls and is it all girls
1: um so we actually are inclusive we work with boys too um although, you know, you can add pigment to a lipstick and give it color, it's still the basis or the base for our lip balm. So mm-hmm. skincare is for men and women. So um, it really, it it really is inclusive for lack of a better term. But
0: um, That's great. Yeah. I didn't know boys were involved too. So that's great.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, and what age girls are involved?
1: Oh, and we actually do grades third through 12th. Um, just because we do work with heat, we try to make sure that they're mature enough to understand like, Hey, if you touch this, this is hot. So yeah, um, we definitely uh, work with um, elementary all the way up to high school.
0: Okay. And so do you have organizations that um, give you funding for MySpace Labs?
1: Yes. So in the past, we've worked with YMCA of Detroit. We've worked with the Rhonda um, Walker Foundation, the Downtown Boxing Youth Program, um girl scouts of america so we've had a a few partnerships and actually one of our international ones is build a dream um in windsor ontario canada and we've been partnering with them for the past two years for like international day of um girl um international women's day so we definitely have some partnerships and people that support our mission
0: that's amazing That's that's yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) We're hoping that we we get this word out even more uh, after we hope the listeners can spread this word even more. Now, is it all is it just girls of color? Or is it uh, what give us an idea Mm -hmm. of the um, demographics of the girls?
1: (laughs) So our target market are um, young st- or students in general, but then girls of color just because of disparities that are in STEM fields when they go into corporate and the actual exposure that a lot of girls typically don't get. But we are we I have worked with uh, a vast array of backgrounds of children, um, whether like I said boy or girl, black, white, Indian, Asian, like we've literally touched on each surface so. Definitely. Yes.
0: Well, so uh, that's a nice segue to what you've done to touch on the lives of my students. Um, you know, they, they are a little bit older than the kids in your lab, <laughs> but still um, um, quite impressionable. And so, uh, so yeah, so Alyssa has worked with um, my CB students and uh, what semester was that, Alyssa? Was that last semester or the yeah, semester um,
1: before? Fall semester, fall semester.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so fall 2020, we did a consumer behavior research project. And they loved you so much. Uh, it was uh, uh, They were quite impressed by your um, just um, communication and staying. A lot of our small businesses uh, are so busy that they don't respond very timely. And yeah. I try to tell the college student to, you know, we have to be a little bit patient. They have families, they, you know, their businesses are their babies. (laughs) And, uh, but the college students haven't walked in your shoes. And sometimes, uh, so they, they don't, uh, they like that experience. Uh, but it was a different experience with you. You were so on top of things and just, and we're really very mentoring with them. So, um, I, particularly look for a client to uh, take with me to the Marketing 407 class, Designing Persuasive Communications, and called you and said, hey, let's do this again if you want to. And uh, so now we're working together in that class, and you have four student teams, 20 students, and they're working on um, promotional campaigns. You have four different promotional campaigns, uh, what's that experience like?
1: Um, it's definitely, um, a, you know, having that <laughs> balance there. So, yeah, um, and learning how to delegate because I do have two employees and um, uh, several interns. So um, just delegating certain tasks to them so that if they do need assistance with certain things, they are I'm available. Like I make myself available. And it's just to just having patience, too, because I was in college once. I've had to do projects and research. So I understand like you want to get the, the best answers, the best possible, um, you know, end results. So I definitely it's definitely patience and just organization so that you are able to complete the task at hand. So,
0: so speaking of end result, what are you I know next week we have our final pitch. Mm-hmm. They're going to be pitching to you uh, and you're going to have to pick a winner. Uh, a winning campaign for for her cosmetics. So what kind of end result are you hoping for?
1: Um, I'm really hoping to just see something like fresh and new to bring to my target market. Um, and then just something fun. Um, I really think that being able to pick the minds of like the younger generation, Gen Z, is like really is important and vital because they're the next big buying group outside of you know um the baby boomers and the millennials that are moving up so it's really um it's just really I feel like it's gonna it's very beneficial essentially for me and I I really can't wait to see what they come up with because I know we've been talking every day going back and forth so I'm excited
0: yeah, yeah, and I've been talking with them a lot too. So, so something fresh for Gen Z. So let's t- so we haven't um, told the listeners all of your products. Mm-hmm. Let's tell them exactly what fresh products you have for Gen Z. For example,
1: <laughs> well, we currently have um, our lipsticks, which are shea butter base, and then our lip glosses. Um, we have mineral highlighters and eyeshadow as well as a luxury human hair Mm -hmm. lash line. And then um, we just recently added hand sanitizer, actually, last year uh, due to COVID. And um, our body shimmers, which are oil-based, they're super great for the summer. But this summer, we're actually going to be launching our foundations in three colors. So I'm really excited about that because I've been working on that for the last two years. And then within the last year, another um, research intern from Kalamazoo College. And she did great, phenomenal work. Um, and then finally we're actually changing the packaging of our lip balms to like those jumbo lip balm tubes and the testers. Oh, fine. Yes. The, the people who have been testing them are literally loving them. I'm talking about kids, like toddlers, two-year-olds, <laughs> all the way up to like my granny, 80-year-olds.
0: So. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, so. saw, I saw on Instagram how you showed your old packaging of the lip gloss to the new packaging. <laughs> so you'll have to do the same.
1: Yes, definitely. Gross.
0: So, wow. So it's fun to see um, you growing and evolving. So how did you figure out with your research? How did you figure out what three shades of foundation to go with?
1: So um, basically, I use color theory too, just because I can't, I'm not a big company. So I can't produce 40 um, shades like the bigger brands, but I'm basically using three basic colors of um light brown essentially that you can use to manipulate whether all three or just two to manipulate them to the right complexion of your or the color of your complexion. So um got it. It's honestly gonna be a uh, a test run too uh-huh. because I know there are so many different skin tones and different undertones that I'm not gonna be able to cater to everyone, but this is definitely gonna be a, a great step in the right direction. Oh
0: so. yeah. Yeah. So, well, especially um, since you mentioned, you know, being an inclusive brand, it could be that you even get some male consumers Mm -hmm. that aren't shopping for their significant others, but maybe (laughs) even for themselves to cover up even blemishes or or whatnot. So, uh, well, I don't know that you'll have a shade for me, a fair (laughs) and freckly uh, complexioned Uh, for her babe but I am now an official for her babe I'm actually wearing autumn today don't know if you can tell Uh, (laughs) and your bare lip gloss and I just want everyone to know that for someone who's not a woman of color it is a great shade and it is my favorite lip gloss so, the, um, the lipstick is actually super moisturizing and creamy. And I know, Alyssa, that's how um, you advertise it. And it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the lip gloss- and just so y'all know, I hate lip gloss. Um, I've never found a lip gloss I've liked, even all the super expensive ones. Um, I find them to be super sticky, and they really bother me. And this one is not sticky at all. I love wearing it without lipstick. I love wearing it with lipstick. And um, I can tell that I'm going to run out quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the process, and I was telling Alyssa before we started recording, uh, I have ordered twice. I ordered once from the website. I ordered once from Instagram. It was so super easy. I got it within uh, both times. I got it within three days. I haven't gotten things that quick from Amazon during COVID. So uh, I don't know how you're doing that, Alyssa, but kudos uh, because we're kind (laughs) of anxious customers these days with shipping. (laughs) <laughs> right I mean Amazon spoiled us because we we punch it in and then we wanted it you know within an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, so super exciting the the I can't wait to see how the foundation goes for y'all. Thank you. So, and I am um, thinking about trying lashes. I just have to get you to show me how to put those on.
1: Oh, yeah. That'll <laughs> definitely probably be the next trend that we're going to do. How to apply the lashes. Oh, perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For some of us a little older than uh, Gen Z, yeah, we need some instructions.
1: <laughs> yes. And as me- I,
0: yeah. As I'm aging, I need to work on uh, how to look a little less, look a little younger than I am. <laughs> So let's switch um, to, I hate to even mention the, the, the C word COVID, but we're oh, yeah. in the year two of it. So how has it affected for her cosmetics? And how, how did you, um, for some businesses it hasn't, and for some it has. And um, can you take us through what that was like and how you pivoted? And maybe there's some ways that you're going to, That was good. And you're going to, those pivots are permanent. Um, And then what's it looking like for you um, as we're in year two of it?
1: So um, COVID had its positives and negatives. Um, I'll start with the negatives first. All right. (laughs) Essentially, um, we were a pop-up based business. A lot of our sales, I would say in 2019, 80% of our sales were in person and 20% were online because we were still developing our website presence. So we took a really big hit um, in March of last year. Um, However, with that brought opportunities that were that would basically catapult us forward. So I was applying for countless grants. I got into countless programs that would help us build a better website because we actually used to use Wix. Now we Mm -hmm. use Shopify. Um, We've been able to invest in um, SEO, different brand ambassador programs, as well as just implementing new techniques to attract customers outside of doing pop-ups. We are getting back into pop-ups now this year with hopes that COVID doesn't continue to rise. (laughs) Yes. But um it definitely taught me how to bend without breaking because when the, when I first got word that like all of my events were canceled within like the second quarter of the year, I was like I don't know what I'm going to do. I just opened right. the lab 4 months ago, like I have rent every month and I have right. interns that I have to pay. So, um it was just a matter of using the resources that I've in the network that I have been building over the past 2 years of business and actually putting it to work. So, like I said, I got into programs that allowed us to rebuild our website um, that gave us the opportunity to put our products in front of other um, eyes that wouldn't have necessarily seen it because, like I said, we did a lot of pop-up work. Um, we really invested in our email marketing, which brought in uh, repeat customers as well as just um, new customers that we were able to bring to our website and collect their email information. Um and then another thing too was really allocating um, finances properly. So I actually just got an accountant um, last year because I was like I. In, in the past, I was, okay, I can do this myself, but it's like, you right. know, I need someone that knows what they're doing so that all of the things that need to be paid for that are reoccurring get paid for. And then if new expenses come up, they can uh, essentially be paid for too as well. Uh,
0: that probably so, relieved you a lot.
1: Yes. And and then last year too, a really big thing for us was grants. As a black owned woman brand, like I was able to bring in $40,000 in grants. And I was not expecting mm-hmm. that at the beginning of the year when I sat down and did my projections for twenty twenty. 40,000 in grants was not a part of that projection. So
0: right. that uh. definitely
1: helps sustain and grow and scale our business. So I'm very grateful for those um, things, despite the circumstances with COVID. Um, but it definitely taught me that the sky is the limit when mm-hmm. it comes to wanting to grow, because I just didn't have though that that mindset at the beginning of the year. I knew I wanted to grow, but I didn't expect to grow that fast. Um, And then one last thing that I really uh, noticed was not being a bigger makeup company. A lot of companies have access to technology that we don't necessarily have access to, like AI. So Mm -hmm. a lot of companies were doing like the online trying on products. I'm like, dang it, we don't have that because I don't have the engineers for that or, you know, the means to do so. But that's definitely something that's in my notebook now. So I'm like, okay, this is what I need to do next. This is where the industry is moving. Like it has definitely catapulted at least five years faster than it would have had COVID Mm -hmm. not happened. So it's definitely, it was a learning lesson.
0: Yeah. Well, at least you're staying on top of it and you're adapting because when we don't adapt, we, we shrivel up and Mm -hmm. yeah. And so you're open to that adapting and and growth. So, and, and right now other small businesses are learning from you and that's great. Yeah. And you mentioned a few things that make me think of, you know, during COVID, we have experienced a lot of social movement, too, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of pain and agony, a lot of heartache um, uh, outside of above and beyond COVID that really probably have caused small business owners like you. Um, and a lot of our families to really um, reflect and think about what we want for our futures as brands, as individuals. Uh, so as you think about For Her Cosmetics and MySpace Laboratories, um, tell us what, what are your hopes and dreams for your brands?
1: Yes. I I love this question because whenever I'm literally like in a group setting and they ask it and people are like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs)
0: Bring it on, baby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I I literally, so my vision for uh, both of my brands ultimately are to become global brands that are regular household names. So I just want to essentially normalize the fact that beauty comes in different shades and that there is not necessarily a standard and that too, you should be educated on the ingredients and products that you put on your face or on your body because your skin is one of the biggest organ in your body. It absorbs everything you Mm. basically put it in contact with. So that's a big thing. And then of course, STEM. like I just really want to see more female scientists um, just my, with my personal experience as um, a woman in STEM, it was hard, and I was always underestimated and not taken seriously, and I want to give students or girls that opportunity to learn about it and really apply themselves early on so that when it's time to, like, show up and show out, they're ready, and they have, like, the the background to back it up. So, um, ultimately, I want to get cosmetics in airports, I want to have my own store, I want to be in Target, I want to be in Macy's. And then um, I want to start send, sending these subscription boxes to students throughout the entire world, so they can do science right at home with their parents or right oh. at home by themselves. So that's really the
0: the end ultimate goal. Well, I love it. Amazing. <laughs> well, I've got two daughters. One, my youngest is twelve, and uh, and I'm a huge supporter of local. Of small businesses, of female-owned businesses, of minority-owned businesses, and I want my girls to be empowered, to be the best that they can be, and um, and be independent and love themselves, and uh, mm-hmm. so I I love your mission. I love your vision. Thank you. <laughs> and. Um, It's been such a pleasure working with you on two different projects. I hope it's been value-added for you. Yes, definitely. (laughs) I know this semester's been a little bit more to manage for teams, but the difference you're making in their lives um, has been immeasurable, and the difference you're making in the young girls, the third through you know, 12th grade is, is no doubt even more immeasurable and valuable. So, uh, a mentor once told my students that it's not about making money. It's about making a difference mm-hmm. and it's never left me even. And I, any chance it naturally fits in, I, I try to remember that. And I think it's so true. So uh, all of our listeners out there, um, spread the word about For Her Cosmetics and look into MySpace Laboratories. You can find Alyssa's brands. Where can they find you, Alyssa?
1: We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn. You name it, we're on it.
0: Everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. So let's create some more For Her Babes, shall we? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so this has been um, um, just super fun. Thanks for joining me, Alyssa. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Building Better Brands with Amy Angel. Thanks, Alyssa Space. Uh, We wish you all the best. And I'll see you next week, Alyssa, for the final pitch in Designing Persuasive Communications. Bye, everyone.